The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 219. Thursday, June 6, 2013. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 219. I am Rob, you are Greg. Yeah, I, I think I am. <laughs> and we're going to do a, well, we haven't recorded in a little while. I don't know, I, don't have, I think we've forgotten what to do. I don't know what to do. No, 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 I know what to do. What show is this? This is the Paunch Stevenson Show. You say that already? PaunchStevenson.com Episode 219 I am Rob and you are Greg. Yeah. So... We have a bunch of stuff to cover. Yeah, it'll be a rapid fire episode. Be amazed at what we could fit in this one. Yeah. First of all, I just gotta say... Following up on the last episode, where I think was our review of the Chiller Theater. Yeah. <laughs> 218. Chiller it's, been so, it's been so long. Um, just one little thing I was going to say um, was that I noticed in listening to the episode, and I didn't notice this in person, was that you seemed to, to refer to every single person... That we met there as a living legend. <laughs> I know. I was doing that on purpose. Hey, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but as I was listening back to it, it was really annoying. <laughs> no, I, I was doing it on purpose. Number one, partially to be silly. But number two, to butter the people up. Oh, they don't care. So that they'll talk. The only guy that even thanked you for saying that was Michael Dudikoff. I know, it was very nice. Who is not a living legend. <laughs> yes, he is. Come on. He's only living. Come on. By the way, I watched the zombie break room. <laughs> so did I. It was okay. It was just him, like, screaming. Yeah, it was... Whatever, it was pretty good. And I I actually saw... I saw the How I Met Your Mother episode oh, with... Oh, yes. William Zabka and, and Ralph Macchio. Good. Yeah, yeah, Ralph Macchio. That was good. <laughs> 
So it's it's Neil Patrick Harris's character Barney was having a bachelor party, and uh, I don't know. I guess they it you know they played it off as that he was hating everything they were doing or something like that, and they they got Ralph Macchio to come with them, and um, and he hates Ralph Macchio apparently. Well, his whole thing is, and there was some guy dressed as a clown. Yeah, but Neil Patrick Harris's thing, well, I shouldn't say it, Barney Stinson's thing is, so they were like, oh, come on, Barney. This, is, this is a good bachelor party. Look, we even got the karate kid to show up. Nah. And so Barney gets all excited, and they open the door, and it's Ralph Macchio, and he's like, that's yeah. not the karate kid. The karate kid was Johnny. Uh, <laughs> he was the real karate kid. Um, yeah, so then, I guess, the, and then the big joke at the end was that uh, Ralph Macchio was kind of annoying, was kind of a, a nasty. And then right at the end, uh, um, William Zabka re- reveals himself that he was this guy dressed as a clown the whole time. <laughs> that actually surprised me. I really didn't know. No, I, I picked it up right away. It was ah. it was obvious that he, he kind of looked like him, and wh- when I got through about halfway through, and, and I'm like, where... Where's Williams? He's not even here. It's, it's got to be this clown. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. What else? Um, Celebrity Apprentice <laughs> finished up. You called it. Yeah. yeah. The winner. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's me, Trace Adkins. I won the Celebrity Apprentice. I was the most boring individual on the show. Do you remember... What episode was it? It was, um... It doesn't matter. Alright. You you met Pendulette. Yes! What episode? uh, Hold on. It was episode 210. Yeah. On Pornstein... Yeah, com. you met him at Barnes & Noble for a book signing, yes. and you said that oh. in his book and in person, he kept making yeah. fun of, like, he, he kept bashing Donald Trump. Yeah. Which was fine, because he was on The Celebrity Apprentice before. Right. He didn't like it, bashed Donald Trump, and then he goes back on it. <laughs> on the All-Stars. <laughs> and then, so in that yeah. final episode... Donald Trump is like, oh, by the way, Penn, you made fun of me. You made fun of my hair and your book and all that. He's like, well, Mr. Trump, I'm I'm very, very sorry about that. And I even wrote you a letter apologizing. It was very heartfelt. And I'm very, very sorry. And then he loses. You're still fired. Yeah, he got fired anyway. And and what did did Penn say after that? Your hair looks like a dead raccoon. Come on. I don't know. You, you gotta do your pendulette. You're fired. It's me, pendulette. <laughs> he actually did that in one of the episodes after I did it on the Porn oh. Stevenson show. He did that. Yeah, well, I think he listens. Pendulette, if you're listening, <laughs> leave a comment. And then uh, Gary Busey. Uh... They oh, fired Gar- Gary Busey. It was amazing how far he lasted. <laughs> the robot dog. Oh. Or no, no, no. <laughs> not, not the robot. <laughs> the mechanical dog. 
They, no, they had they... to do this commercial for LG Electronics yeah. gadgets. And so uh, who was the whoever was the other person, the other project manager, just did a normal commercial. Yeah. And then Gary Busey's doing his commercial, and he's like, LG, LG's gonna turn me into a mechanical dog. Here I go. Once they turn me into it, I can't turn back. (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? All I know is in the last, what was stupid was in the last task, Pendulette, his, first of all, his ice cream was better than the other guy's ice cream. Oh, yeah. The Walgreens ice cream. Also, his commercial was ten times better. Oh yeah, yeah. And all the other guys' commercial was 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 Gary Busey dancing around like making faces. But it wasn't even funny. It was no, stupid. It was stupid. And basically, all you know, so they they threw all that out the window, and all they cared about was that uh, in the last task, uh, um, Trace Adkins raised more money at the fundraiser at the end than Pendulette. A little bit more. Yeah, well, that's all he counted on. Stupid. So, Pendulette. Um, yeah. Celebrity Apprentice, uh, what else have we got? What else happened? The Office is finally off the air. Fine. The American, the American Office. Oh, my God. Off the air. You talk about over, long overdue. Mm-hmm. Awful. When I'm, when Steve look, the past couple of seasons when Steve Carell was still on it, it was going downhill because they just ran out of stuff to do. Yeah, well, that that's why Ricky Gervais ended his after like three years. <laughs> I know, but then once or Steve one Carell, year or whatever it was, yeah, and then after Steve Carell left, it it became one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, and Will Ferrell, who can be very funny, yeah. was... I, I don't know what he was... He was abysmal. His character was so not funny. Well, Will Ferrell, he also appears on that um, HBO show, the Danny McBride show, uh, called? Uh, Eastbound oh, and Down. yeah. He's always on there, and he's not funny at all. And I like that show, and McBride is funny, but Will F- he's just not funny on that show at all. Is that still on? Uh, I think so. Mm. You know, it comes on like every year and a half. Speaking of HBO, have you seen... Like, rapid Fire. Rapid <laughs> Fire. Speaking of HBO, have you seen the Liberace movie? <laughs> I did watch that. You did? <laughs> There were so many people in that. People we've mean? met. Well, it was Michael Douglas and Matt Damon, who we haven't met. No. And Dan- Debbie Reynolds. Debbie, no, well, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd was in it. Who we did meet. Yes. And Scott Bakula. We've never met him. No, I'm just saying who else was in the movie. Oh. And... A Blast from the Past, Episode 1, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Paul Reiser. Yes! <laughs> oh, I was in the was in a Liberace movie, let me tell you. <laughs> There's so many people in that. Uh, David Koechner. <laughs> He's in everything. Yeah, I, I did watch. Rob Lowe. Yes, Rob Lowe was in it. 
Yeah, I watched it. I don't know. <laughs> How was it? It's kind of stupid. Uh, it's just it's stupid. Yeah. It's very gay, obviously. <laughs> well, literally. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Rap. Oh, speaking of Matt Damon. Uh, you know how I've been talking about how it's just this non-stop uh, TV and movies, these these uh, end-of-the-world uh, post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. Well, there's another one coming out this uh, year. What? It stars Matt Damon, and it's called Elysium. Okay. And it's another one of these where it's it's like the same thing as After Earth, which, by the way, has bombed. <laughs> with Will Smith and his son. Oh, duh. And the other one with Tom ha uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Oblivion. <laughs> cast away, but in space this yeah. time. Um, he gets casted away on the, the International Space Station. Uh, no. They forget him there. Uh, yeah, so, uh, where, where the heck is it? Alicia, yeah, this is it. And it's him, hold on, it's Tom Hanks. Ugh. He, he gets forgotten on the International Space Station. He's all alone, but then he starts to smell something. And he's smelling. He's like, what is that? I, I, I smell food. Somebody's cooking. There's somebody else here. It's Steven Seagal, the cook, under Siege 3. Do you see that Seagal like, made himself like the ambassador to Russia? <laughs> Why? They saw these stupid congressmen go over to Russia, and like the, the, the like the, you know, like the um, envoy Stephen Segal. Like, come on, it is uh, Stephen Segal. Uh, yeah, we, we, we love, we love your crappy movies. Straight to Cinemax. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Anyway, Maybe they they're probably just getting his movies over there now. Yeah. No, they get everything right away. It's all bootleg. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so um, again, this is one of these 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 uh, post-apocalyptic things. Um, it stars Matt Damon and Jodie Foster of all people, and it's it's written and directed by the same guy who did that uh, District Nine movie from outer space. No, District Nine. That was where the aliens were living in South Africa. Oh, yeah. You've got any aliens living in South Africa? Aliens! No. Oh. So, um, he's in this thing. It looks stupid. I, you know, there's probably a dozen episodes where I've done that, and nobody knows what that is. Well, the, the person who you're imitating will never, will never listen. But, like, David in England or Esteban no, no or whatever, idea. they're probably like, what is that? Well, then how would they know? They wouldn't. But I keep doing it. Uh, all right, so that's that, and another movie uh, ripping off an idea of yours. Not what? I couldn't believe this. I saw the trailer and I was like, "Are you serious? Is it is it a post-apocalyptic hobo?" No, somewhat. So it's called The Purge, and it's it's, it's about a post-apocalyptic throwing up. <laughs> So it stars Ethan Hawke. Alright. And apparently it's uh it's like I don't know. In the future in the United States the unemployment rate is like oh the United States it says prospering. Unemployment rate's at one percent, crime at an all time low. 
And oh. so, wait a minute. Oh. So it, it says uh, that there's an annual 12-hour period in which um, all criminal activity, including rape and murder, is legal. <laughs> what? Wasn't this your idea? No! Wait, wait, hold on. Now I'm going to get blamed for legalizing rape? Come on. No. You had this idea. No, I didn't say rape. I said murder. You said murder. But I said not for 12 hours a year. Yeah. My idea was you get one murder your whole life. One free murder. (laughs) Everyone gets one free murder. This way, everyone is on his or her best behavior because Uh. he or she doesn't want to get murdered. Yeah, but this is still kind of the same thing. Everybody's on your best behavior for a year, and then you get to go wild. Yeah, but then how does the whole population just not wipe itself out? I don't know. In 12 hours. Well, here's the kicker. Go kill each other. Here is the kicker. You're going to love this one. All right. Guess who one of the producers is? Uh, Michael Bay? Michael Bay! What? Seriously? Let me tell you something. (laughs) Everyone who I've talked to... A few people who have, like, either a spouse or someone they know who has worked with Michael Bay, like, on a movie set or something. But wait a minute, how do you know all these people work with Michael Bay? I didn't say all these people, I said a few people. Oh. But anyway, anyone who I've talked to who knows someone or is related to someone who has worked on a Michael Bay production project. And hasn't been killed. They all say the same exact thing. They hate him. He's a jerk. He is the worst to work for. He's the worst to work with. And they cannot stand him. But yet he keeps making all these movies. Unanimous. I know. I, 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 I don't understand. Well, I thought the cream is supposed to. Re- My whole life, our teacher. Nah. We talked about this. Our teachers. If nah. you work hard, you know, if you're Never. the best, the cream rises no, to my, the top. Michael kidding, Bay not in is Hollywood now. Michael no Bay, come on, that's the cream. Because he makes these stupid movies with all the explosions that these stupid kids want to go see. So he's a pimp. Yeah. Um, he's a so, rapist. <laughs> Figuratively. So speaking of, yes, rape many a childhood. <laughs> speaking of raping a childhood and Michael Bay. And, Mike, I saw and Michael some... Jackson. No. All right. That's ignorant. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'll, all right come on. I'll so stop. Michael Bay, you know, he's doing this. Uh, I don't know if he's directing or just producing. What the hell he's doing? This ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. He is? Right. Yeah, I've told you about this. You know this. All right. Remember the origin? People hate it because the origin oh, story yeah, is they're yeah. from outer space. Yeah, they're right. All he can do is all his movies. Everything's from outer space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Transformers were from outer space, so he couldn't screw that up. Yeah, but not they weren't meteors. Well, that's true. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Anyway. So. Um, Anyway, not even getting into the script or anything. So I saw, a, like, a behind-the-scenes of it. And I said, well, this is weird. Because you know how in the first three films, the live-action films, in the early 90s, they um, they were, they were you know, like, um, 
stuntmen slash martial art actors in the costumes. And Corey Feldman. He wasn't in the costume. No, no I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was uh, it was like acrobats and yeah, and then, yeah, and and then they had yeah, but then they had uh, puppeteers controlling their faces, mm-hmm. and they had the voice actors. Right. You know, one of which was Corey Feldman, another one was the guy from uh, the Brady Bunch or whatever. Uh, uh, Robbie Wrist. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that's how those were, and then they remember that, that fourth... fan Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that we talked oh, about on the podcast. Yeah. And they got and... the the full body suits and everything. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, it was a Casey probably, Jones movie, too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's what it was. The Casey Jones yeah. movie. That's what Anyway, it was. so then... That's better had, than the Michael Bay version. Yeah, of course. So then they had the fourth film a few years ago, which was all CGI. Right. Entirely. So this one looks like a combina- a weird combination where it's going to be live action like the Transformers. However, rather than having, like, stuntmen in the costumes, they have the actors... And these are actually like well-known actors in wearing those like motion capture suits, like they do in the video game stuff. Well, like Robert De Niro and no, I'm not like De- <laughs> Al Pacino, like him, Paul Reiser. Nah, no, no one like him. Um, so they have them in the in the you know in the in the suits or whatever, and Will Ferrell. Oh. Adam Sandler. So I'm wondering if then they would... Um, I'm assuming then it's just going to be a CGI, but I'm like, the, what's the point of having the guys in the suit? Why not just have them completely CGI? Just have them show up in the studio and do the voices? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't know. Whatever. Could you imagine Adam Sandler as one of the turtles? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Spl- Splinter's trying to tell them their mission, and he's making noises in the background. Yeah. So, um... Donatello, Sh- Shredder has has create has built a new technodrome. You must stop him. That's something that should have been brought to my attention yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of, yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to send you this here, this this uh, YouTube video. It's like it's a three. It's like a three minute commercial. All right. Zachary. It's uh, Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto starring in this Audi commercial. The dueling Doctor Spocks. Yeah, no, Mister Spocks. (laughs) Hello. Check. <laughs> Check and meet my young friend. You watching it? Yeah. How about another challenge? You want to play a round of golf at the club and get some lunch? Whoever gets to the club last buys lunch. Stand by to have your wallet emptied by a tractor beam. <laughs> Anything's possible, but probably not that.
middle of the earth in the land of Shire, there's a brave little hobbit we all admire. Long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolen toes. Lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him, <laughs> Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. Yeah. Go, Bilbo! Paul Leonard. Go! Hey, where are you? Use your sensors. <laughs> no need. I'm already here. You're there already? I feel like I'm stuck in a black hole. No worries, I can practice my swing if you need to pull over and take a nap. Smart ass. Really? I had to. Nice try. You no, wish. no, no. I definitely had. Not for a second. Obviously, you're buying lunch. Technically, we're not inside yet. I'll see you inside. Fascinating. That was good. Mm. Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> He's driving in the car. Again, Bilbo Baggins. I have to say, Len how old is Leonard Nimoy now? Uh, I don't know, like 82, uh, maybe? Three? He is... Same age as Shatner. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's 82. As who? Shatner. Oh, okay. So, Leonard Nimoy now looks like Prune Face from Dick Tracy. <laughs> But, I have to say, his hair is actually very good. It's weird, eh? It's like, suddenly he has his long hair. It's really yeah. strange. Full head of hair, 82. Yeah, it's not even gray. Well. No, that, yeah, that, but that, that was a funny commercial. I have to say, it was very good. I am not going to buy an Audi, but... Or well, Audi, or whatever did, it is. Well, technically, say. you did. What? Technically, you did. When? You bought a Volkswagen. That's an Audi? It's a lower brand of Audi. Audi? Yeah, same company. Oh, well, whatever. You bought the gym in the car. Anyway, um, I have one little quick uh, music review. Hmm. Uh, David Bowie. Yeah. He, uh, just out of the middle of nowhere, nobody knew he was doing it, released an album. A few months ago. Yeah, the next day. Yeah. And um, he released it. He didn't really promote it. He just kind of put it out there. <laughs> he didn't even do, like, press for it. How is it? I listened to the whole album and I was like, this is really good. You know, like normally when these like old classic rock guys try and do new albums, it winds up sounding like really just lame. Right. You know, like just like, like, come on, like a three year old could come up with better music than this. I think you're referring to Paul McCartney <laughs> specifically. <laughs> it's one of them. So, uh, yeah. so 
But, you know, this guy, I was listening to it, and it sounds... It doesn't sound like the Ziggy Stardust crap. But it sounds like the stuff he put out in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Shut, 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 shut changes? Yes. You know, uh... All the young dudes? Yes. Uh... Young Americans. You know, mm. and, uh... And it sounds... There's some stuff that's a little weird... But it sounds a lot like that. I thought it was very good. All right. David Bowie, uh, who, you know, his son is, a, of course, a filmmaker. Oh, he is? We talked about that before. Uh. Uh, yes. Oh, and I have one other um, science fiction note. Star Wars. Ah. The so, War of the Stars. Yeah, apparently uh, Disney, who now owns Star Wars... They uh, they canceled the Clone Wars uh, CGI cartoon. Yeah, well, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, so but now uh, it, it's not coming out till like fall of 2014. But they're coming up with a new show called Star Wars Rebels, which I'm looking forward to. What is that? CGI animated show, and it's basically going to tell the story, you know, of. You know, between the last prequel and the first, you know, Star Wars movie. You know, and, and talk about how the, the Empire grew in its power and the Rebels, you know, how they started up and all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see it. So, with something like that or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that you were saying was a combination of computer graphics and live action... Why can't a studio or production company, like, whatever happened to live action and animation? Like, wh why not do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where it's the humans are live action in a live action world, and then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, are animated? 
That's what they're Michael Bay's doing. No, but not CGI. Like regular wow. traditional. Like who framed Roger Rabbit? What, what, that I don't that think just went wants away. To see, see those anymore? No, but nobody does this. Like this is it, it's extinct. This technology it is. is complete. But why though? I guess because they feel like the CGI is realistic looking, so they do that. I know, but it's a totally different aesthetic than the traditional hand-drawn 2D animation. I agree with you, but, you know, let's face it. I mean, how many times did that, what you're talking about, even work? You know, what, Mary Poppins, uh, <laughs> Roger Rabbit, that was about it. No, I know. No, there was stuff older than that. But my point is, with all of the computer and video technology we have today, and the software and compositing and all that, they didn't have that back then, and they still pulled it off really well. All the Man. technology we have today, they could make it perfect, and they just don't even bother. It's like, no, we have CGI that completely supersedes traditional animation. It's like, well... Why can't the two coexist? They're two completely different animation, like I said, aesthetics. Why can't the two, co you know, it's like saying, oh, well, hey, now we have techno music, so we don't need rock and roll anymore. It's it, it's obsolete. It's like, well, no, the, there's techno and there's rock and roll. Well, there's it two is obsolete. <laughs> no, but but you know what I'm saying. It's like with yeah. video games. It's like for a while there, hey, we have 3D polygon graphics. 2D is obsolete. Sprite graphics are obsolete now. It's like, well, no, why can't you do both? Well, that was the, the irony is, um, I was, of course, I was in the latest Digital Press podcast. Yes. You weren't. Deep, no, I wasn't. And uh, in the season two, episode three, I, whatever the heck they're up to. DPVideogames.com. Yeah, so... And one of the things we talked, we were talking about Sega. And so we were talking about how... Sega! Jesus. <laughs> this the guy, this guy Bernie Stoller. Oh, I hated him. He was the, the CEO of, of, you know, the, the lead on the PlayStation when it came out. And so when it came out, he refused to put out any 2D games. Right. You know, up until that point, almost all video games had been 2D. And he's like, nope, nope, just 3D. Well, you know, sprite-based versus yeah. polygon-based. So, you know, that's what he did. Now that, you know, he left PlayStation, you know, a few months after it launched, and he wound up at Sega. And he did the same thing there. He's <clears throat> like, no, 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 no 2D. And the problem there was the Saturn... Mm. was a very 2D... Um, centric. In centric, intense system. And there was all there was just tons and tons of 2D games in Japan yeah. that were never released in the United States because of this guy. Well, the funny thing is that while 3D polygon graphics were the latest fad at the time... Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say fad, but you know, it, it was the newest thing. It was the cool new thing, and and the Sony PlayStation was getting all of these 3D polygon games. If if uh, the the Sega Saturn were really pushed in the United States, 
as a 2D, like, sprite powerhouse. Which it really was. Um, you know, it, it... What am I trying to say? Instead of the Saturn and the PlayStation going head-to-head competing on the 3D polygon front... Sega could have said, you know what? Sony PlayStation can focus on 3D polygon games. There are gamers who want that. They can go buy that. But for all of the gamers who want the latest 2D arcade games and 2D home games, the best of the best 2D graphics anyone's ever seen will capture that audience. But no, instead they tried to go head-to-head with the Sony PlayStation, the Nintendo 64... And in terms of 3D polygon graphics, the Saturn, it just... It's not that it was so much weaker, it's just that it was so much more challenging to achieve the same things that could be achieved on the Sony PlayStation. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, one last thing about... I was going to mention some other, another video game topic, but... Uh, one last thing about Star Wars. Apparently, um... Uh, Daniel, what's the, what's the guy from uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Is that the uh, the Harry Potter guy? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. They're saying that he may be in this new Star Wars movie, 2015. So it's going to be a Star Wars Harry Potter crossover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shoot, I I think we need to do a review. Oh wait! Oh, let's the one the video game. Oh, thing, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the uh, the Xbox Microsoft announced the new Xbox. It is called. Do you know what it's called? <laughs> yes, it's the same exact name as the first Xbox. <laughs> the no, it's not actually. It is. Yes, the, it is. It's called the X Bone. <laughs> oh, is that what people are calling it? <laughs> For the well, XB one is X B O N E X bone. Yeah, but what about the X? The second X. No, XB is the abbreviation for Xbox. Yeah. And then, oh, I see. And then O N E for one, God. like the PS one, P S O N E. So now they're gonna, they're they're literally going to be called the X bone. <laughs> Some people are. So so what about it? It's the devil. <laughs> it is well, you know. It's it's coming out. It's the Xbox One. Uh, the name is really stupid. Um, this th- I swear to God, th- this thing is the devil. <laughs> let me ta- li- listen. Let me ask you a question here, for real. For ten, maybe twelve years in the computer universe. When people bought a home computer, like, oh my, you know, in, in like the late 1980s, all throughout the 1990s, uh, you know, whenever you bought a computer, like, basically in the computer world, Microsoft was the Antichrist, Microsoft was the devil, they were a monopoly, people could, people hate them, they're, they're evil, right? Everyone hates Microsoft. Then all of a sudden, Microsoft releases a video game console, and people get amnesia. And you're like, oh, look, Microsoft released a video game console. Microsoft is awesome. We love Microsoft. Microsoft is beautiful. I, well, I'm, and I'm like, wait a minute. How, yesterday... I never you, really considered them a devil. 
people, I'm telling you, in the computer industry, people oh. hated Microsoft. Hated them. The Monopoly, everything. They come out with a video game machine, everyone forgets. We love Microsoft now, all of a sudden. And I kept saying, I'm like, don't you remember? Microsoft is the Antichrist. Microsoft's a monopoly. They're evil. They're, they're, they're this big corporation. That's all they care about is money. They can't design anything. They, they're terrible. No, no, no. We love Microsoft. Well, guess what? Ten years later, I was right and everyone else is an idiot. Because now Microsoft is completely uh, stripping everyone of all of their video game rights. With the Xbox One. Well, so let's explain this. Um, basically, real fast, all... They call it DRM. Microsoft's true colors are coming oh, yeah, out. Yeah, all right. It's called DRM, Digital Rights Management. Rights Management. So basically what it means is it's... Things are locked. No, they've been doing this with PC games for a long time. Yeah, and people have been complaining because it ruins games. Why does it ruin games? Because the past several years... I'm not a PC gamer, but people who are computer gamers, they buy the game, they get it home, and, and it has some form of DRM. The game has some form of DRM. Usually it's, you put the disc in, and okay, go to play the game, wait, logging into the internet to log you into the server to make sure you're not a pirate, and people are complaining, like, well... What if my internet goes down? I can't play the game. What if I don't have internet? I can't play the game. This is ridiculous. Or like, you know, Sony installing like root kits on people's computer and phone. It's like computer gamers have been, have been lambasting DRM for several years now. It breaks games. Because, so here's the thing. You buy the game, you put the disc in your drive, you go to play it. It tries to connect to the internet. You're like, all right, fine. Go ahead. Connect to the internet. Authenticate me. And, you know, let's say uh, Ubisoft or Electronic Arts is servers down. Sorry, we can't authenticate you. What do you mean you can't authenticate? I want to play. I have the disc. I paid the I want to play the game. Not nah, our server's down. We can't authenticate you. Sorry. So DRM... DRM in... Let me look something up here. Uh, DRM... DRM can actually increase piracy, ironically, because while the main intent of DRM is to prevent pirated copies of a product... Uh, on the other hand, people hate DRM so much that they end up not even buying the game because they don't want to deal with that, and they just download the pirated, cracked version anyway and don't have to deal with the DRM because it's been stripped out. So uh, DRM does not work. It, it is... The thing that people say on, online, like the message boards or whatever, is that DRM only punishes the, uh, you know, the, the, the paying customer, the legitimate customer. 
DRM only hurts the paying customer. Well, I don't know. I, I, they're going to have to do some... The, the problem is that Microsoft came out with this thing, and there was such a backlash, and then they tried like making fun of the people <laughs> on the internet who were bashing them. Right. And yeah, that's a good PR move. I, I guess through... Um, you know, the backlash that they wound up having to uh, <laughs> kind of uh, backpedal a little bit on it. but I don't think they are. Uh, the problem is that even Sony is going to do it for the PS4. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. But let me ask you, so, uh, realistically, a game like Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto or Batman, Arkham Asylum or... You know, uh, these games, you know, go on to sell millions of copies. So, like, where is the piracy coming in that is hurting them so badly? They keep... Listen, every time Call of Duty comes out, there's this news headline, you know, Call of Duty video game makes $5 billion in its first three days. And it's like, they keep touting these outrageous sales figures... But then they turn around and say, oh, boo-hoo, all the pirates are robbing us of money. But how do you brag about how you're, 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 you're drowning in cash one minute and then turn around and say, woe is us, the pirates are bankrupting us the next minute? Well, right? uh, they, they use that as a, um, as a uh, you know, the red herring. Yeah, exactly. But in, in reality... They just want more money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Um, so the only game console that's not doing this is the Nintendo Wii U. Yeah, which nobody's buying because they don't even have any games. Well, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> their doing? problem. But I'm, I'm just saying in the long run, if there are gamers out there who don't want to deal with all this having to have an always-on, 24-hour-a-day internet connection and have a you know the Kinect yeah, camera watch the, you. and The problem is... Then let's you say buy the... In the long run, once it gets more games, you buy the Nintendo console. You don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah, they're not going to do that, though, because the the people, they want the, they want the uh, big-name games. They want the Call of Duty that everybody else is playing online. Yeah, I know. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The only benefit, I think, would be uh, that uh, Microsoft, with they're not going to really have an Xbox Live account anymore. It's going to be like kind of like a, a like a like an overall account where you'll pay to get on in, to get on it, you know, like before. But my assumption will be it'll it'll be like you'll be able to combine it with like Netflix or something, so you get more than just playing the game online. But I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I don't However, know. Well, go ahead. No, what I was going to say was, um, you know, even let's say that they do it this way, right? And they work out some way that you can sell your used games to GameStop and get nothing for it. You're not getting anything for them anyway. Hmm. Um, and that make it so that, you know, that you pay a small fee to re-register a used game if you buy it on eBay or something. So you got to factor that in. But then the problem is, let's say after like seven, eight years, and they're, then they move on from this thing, and now what, what's going to happen to your games? They're all dead? Well, now, wait a, minute, no more wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I read something a little bit different. Tell me if this is true. 
let's say, like, okay, now, uh, yeah, I guess up until now, let's say I have an Xbox 360, and I go on eBay and I buy a used copy of whatever, um, Project Gotham Rays, I, I don't know, anything. The person mails me the disc, I get the disc, I put it in my Xbox 360, and I play the game. Right? Yeah. But, according to what I read, with the Xbox One coming Mm. out, I go on eBay, I find a used copy of a a game. Yes. Pay the person money, like, you know, say $10 or whatever. Mails it to me, I get it in the mail, I open it up, I put the disc in, I'm ready to play it. Yes. A window pops up that says, hey, someone else already registered this game on his Xbox One. Right. Right. If you want to play this game, get out your credit card, and we're going to charge you the full $60. Oh, they're not going to get away with that. But that's what all the the video game websites are saying. Yeah, they're not going to get away with that, no. You have to pay the full... So I'm like, wait a minute. Not only do I have to pay the $60, I already paid the other guy 10 Well, that's the problem is I don't know how you're going to be able to sell a game like that in person or on eBay or something like that. But what will happen is, like, like, say GameStop does it, right? You turn your game in at GameStop. GameStop punches it into the computer. Computer tells Microsoft, and Microsoft shuts that game off on your Xbox. Right. So you can't use it anymore. And then the new person buys it, and it's okay then. But just changing hands, I mean, they're talking about like... But this is ridiculous! Well, and everything is installed, too. All the games are installed on the hard drive. Mandatory. Yeah, so, I don't know, we'll see. We don't even have a 360, so what do we care (laughs) I don't care for me. I just can't believe that, you know, everyone for the past 10 years has been praising Microsoft. We love the Xbox. And I kept saying, "Uh, but it's Microsoft. Keep in mind, it's Microsoft. They're evil. It's Microsoft. No, 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 no. Now you see the real Microsoft. But the problem is they all think Sony's evil, Nintendo's evil. Everybody's evil. All right. So I was going to mention real fast was... The classic gaming is a buzz because um, apparently uh, some idiots are doing a documentary on the uh, yeah. Atari dumping. The landfill. The, e- <laughs> the landfill of the ET carts from 30 years ago in New Mexico. Now. And they're going to dig it up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I was under the impression that that was just an urban legend. No, no, no. It was no. just a myth. No. Atari dumped a... Atari had a... You know, look, they're a big company. They had a dump site. Big deal. You know, everybody, they, they all do. And they had a dump site in New Mexico, and the the landfill was eventually closed. And uh, I forget the reason, but this is way back when. It was like an urban legend, and then you had these people, like, digging in the desert. <laughs> this is like 30 years ago. Right. Literally, so the, yeah. The town forced Atari to go and dig it up, whatever they had dumped there. They had to dig it up, and they were told to pulverize it and dump it somewhere else. So this is the stupid thing. What are these guys going to find? Everything was pulverized. I don't know. Why didn't Atari just reclaim, you know, just repurpose the cartridges and make other games out of them? 
Ah, oh, well, at that point, it was pointless, because they were already, like, screwed together, glued together, there's no point. Uh, Alright. Nah. nah, there was no point at that point. Um, yeah, so, I'm interested to see. I, the only the only good thing about such a documentary would be that they can talk to all the crazy wackos who work there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's always very entertaining. I, yeah. I find that very fascinating and entertaining, yeah. to hear right. the old stories so you got anything else before we go to the dead people uh yeah a couple things real quick so have you noticed while well, i you know here in northeastern new jersey you drive along the highway we see a lot of roadkill <laughs> right yeah and i'm driving i see a deer in the shoulder or raccoons squirrels everything um I just don't, but it seems so weird to me because, number one, I've never seen animal. I mean, other than just driving around locally and seeing, like, the occasional squirrel or bird, you know, around. Yes. I'm on the highway. I've never seen a single animal in my life on the highway, yet there's all this roadkill. Well, they usually get run over early in the morning or... Something. A lot of them are nocturnal animals. They get run over. And then my other... That's why, that's why you don't see it. Well, all right. And then my other thing is... Like, who are all these people running over these... Like, I've never hit an animal in my life. How are all these animals getting hit? Like, well, like, people again, don't... When it's, oh, but when it's dark, you can't see them. And, and the stupid things, you know, run at the cars a lot of times and run over. I just think people aren't paying attention and they're driving oh, they care. and they're the driving truckers. too fast. Oh, the truckers, they don't care. Too fast. So anyway, well, large marge. <laughs> large marge. Um Yeah. Oh, and uh, what were we we're going to review a movie, I thought, right? Yes. Quickly. Yes. It was well, it was re-released in theaters uh May 2013. Yeah. And it was it was a, a rock show. <laughs> uh, it was it was a rock show. Wings over America. Yeah, w- wings over America. It was called Rock Show Wings Over America. With Paul McCartney. That's right, love. It's me, Paul McCartney, love. And, and, and me, Danny Lane. <laughs> and so it was wings. It was a series of concerts that were filmed in 1976, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then they were edited together to appear to be one, you know, one seamless yeah, yeah, concert. Concert film. Right. One seamless concert. Uh, and it was, re- it was eventually released in 1979. Right. The, so it was, it was, I, I thought it was good. There were a couple of songs there that it's like, well, why are they playing? You know, who, who knows this song? I don't. I don't even know this song. But overall, I thought it was very good. And uh, the guitarist, who was 23 at the time, 1976, I think his name was Jimmy McCullough. Yeah, is that correct? Uh, I don't. You're the Paul McCartney expert. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he he was singing. He sang good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a very good guitarist, good singer. Uh, he was 23 at the time, and three years later, in 1979, 
He was found dead of ah. a heroin overdose at the age, age of 26. Ooh. So he's dead. Uh, so you had him, Jimmy McCullough, Paul McCartney, Denny Lane, Linda McCartney, and Joe English on drums, and then some horn players. They did... The Joe English guy looks weird. Yeah, well... They did... Um, uh... Mainly Wings songs. They did one Moody Blues song because of Denny Lane. Yeah. And they did um, a handful of Beatles songs that, at, from what I understand, was Paul McCartney's reluctance, but... <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I was actually surprised at how well Denny Lane sang Yeah, back in the yeah. day. It's like, this guy is... This guy's good. Yeah, and they all traded off instruments. Paul jumped from guitar to to uh, bass guitar to piano, and then you know, and and, and he, he him, uh, Denny Lane and Jimmy McCullough all traded off like guitars, bass. Denny Lane played piano on Go Now. Yeah, and, and the only weird thing was, um, I, I don't know if they filmed it like this. I guess maybe on purpose, but it was very fuzzy. Yeah, wasn't very sharp. I don't know video. if it was the theater, but nah, it was three different it was... arenas. No, I'm saying I don't know if it was the theater that was projecting it. No, I don't think so. It was very out of focus. Although, yeah. although at the end, of, I'm, like I, I turned you, I, I kept saying like this, this is out of focus. Out of you, like yeah, I know, I know. Then at the end, after all the credits and everything. It turns off, and on the screen appears, like, you know, Samsung Blu-ray player. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Blu-ray. It was 1080p being projected on a 10-foot movie theater screen. Yeah, well, that's what they do with these, with uh, with these small, um, you know, small releases, limited releases. They just do it on Blu-ray. It's cheaper. Yeah, but that's why, that's probably part of the reason why it looked blurry. Uh, well, and so. the other thing is, so the the, um, the Blu-ray was remixed, and the DVD were remixed in surround sound. Yeah, they didn't show it in surround. They, they sh I'm like, why is it? It sounds like it's coming out of a, a like a transistor radio. Because <laughs> we saw it in like a crummy old theater. <laughs> I know. They were the only ones playing it. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but you know, I was expecting to go in, get this beautiful picture, surround yeah. sound. I'm like. Well, like, because wait, they're, they're basically just showing it like on a TV. Yeah, because it, it, for some reason they they did it with um, Clearview Cinemas and not like with AMC. Yeah, and most of the Clearview Cinemas around here are, are ancient. <laughs> I mean, they're really old yeah. and cruddy. Uh, but anyway, so. We met Denny Lane at the yes. Chiller Theater in episode yes. 218, and now we got to... So so that was the 2013 Denny Lane, and then we got to see the uh, uh, the 1976 Denny Lane in his heyday. Yeah. Oh, and, oh so, yeah. sorry. I was trying to remember what... The other thing that I noticed with the... the Wings Over America film. I'm sitting because you know, I saw Paul McCartney live in 1990 at Giant Stadium in the Meadowlands, East Rutherford, New Jersey, and so I saw that 
my family bought the soundtrack to that concert, you know, like the, the live record or whatever, the tapes. And then the following concert, Paul is Live, we had the tape. And then, so every concert since then, like, I've, I've pretty much either seen on TV or have heard the, the recording of it. From 1990 to 2013, and he plays the songs a certain way. Like, Live and Let Die, with the, with the fireworks and the explosions... Lady Madonna and like all these songs, he plays them a certain way live. Well, that that consistently, yeah. But those wings tours, he still had like a full uh, horn section and everything. He doesn't do that anymore. No, well, no, he doesn't do that anymore. But so it's funny. So then sitting there and and seeing this Wings Over America for the first time, I'm like, wait a minute, 1976. Live and Let Die, same exact thing with the explosions and the fireworks. Lady Madonna, same arrangement. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he's been playing and performing these songs the same exact way since 1990. Yeah. He's been playing these songs the same exact way since 1976. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Well, I'd like to know. (laughs) Because here I go again. Um... I don't know where you're going. I've, uh, you have to be a Wings fan. So, um, no, I, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying this guy is so consistent. He's been, he hasn't changed his performance. He's the in, antithesis of Bob Dylan. Why? Who never performs the same way to Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So if, if that's the case, he is the antithesis. So it's like he has been... He hasn't changed in, in, in what, 30, 37 years. Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. I guess he expects, you know, people expect him to play it a certain way, and that's he's going to do it. <laughs> it's very, very consistent. I'm surprised. But, oh, yeah, he played silly love songs live and Band on the Run live. The other thing with him is, you know, he's such a perfectionist, and everything has to be in a certain way that you almost wonder sure. if he won't allow anybody, you know, to he won't allow it to be different. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Wait, hold on. So, when I, I was listening to episode 218, the Chiller Theater, yeah. and the part that we recorded of Denny Lane. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because I, I remembered him saying this, but then as I'm listening to it, I, it just made me laugh because when I started asking him, I'm like, hey, so, you know... <laughs> Like, I got into the whole, like, what was it like working with Paul McCartney thing? Yeah. And he's just like, well, you know, you, you, you're you asking me like it was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. I know. Yeah, I know. I was. But, like, I just thought I found that funny that he picked up on that. Uh, I don't think he actually had any problem with him. Did he? <laughs> uh, I read some things. Well, that's all. Look, you're always going to have that with these musicians. Like, like you know, being uh, cheated out of money. and Oh, well. <laughs> or I shouldn't say cheated. I should say tricked out of money. <laughs> so full. Supposedly. Like, I, I don't know if this is true, but supposedly. But you're going to say it anyway. The so, Right. I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know if it's true, but supposedly the song Mole of Kintyre. <laughs> Do you know that wing yeah. song? The bagpipes and everything. And the snare drum. So Yes. Yeah. So 
from what I understand, Denny Lane wrote that song. Okay. And in Wings. Yeah. And so Paul McCartney was sort of like, well, you know, it's 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 an okay song, I guess. You know, I'll I'll do you a favor. I'll give you, you know, like I'll pay you ten thousand dollars if I can own the rights to that song. It's probably gonna. It's not gonna go anywhere. It's okay, but whatever. I, I'll do you a favor. Here's ten grand or something like that. Mm. And Denny Lane's like, oh, gee, thanks, Paul. That you did me a big favor. And uh, you know, the song went on to be like this big classic, and Denny Lane never saw a penny. <laughs> Supposedly, that's that's the, uh, the myth. Well. Look, there's there's worse situations than that. I mean, mm. you know. The band, one of my favorite bands, I mean, Robbie Robertson took songwriting credit for almost every song they ever did. And, you know, the other guys contributed, but he still took all the credit, so he got all the song rights. <laughs> right. Whatever. So, now what? Uh, you done? I'm actually going to go see Paul McCartney. No, you're not. In Brooklyn? Yeah, I am. With who? I bought with, with nobody. Oh, I bought <laughs> tickets. Very expensive tickets, oh. but I figure. Why didn't you ask me? I'll explain later. Yeah, but well, no, actually, I'll explain now. So the concert was sold out. Yeah, obviously. Whatever. Um, but you can go onto this website called StubHub. Oh yeah, StubHub. Yeah. StubHub, yeah. Dot com and basically it's like you know as, let's say as soon as tickets go on sale for any kind of event or concert yeah. I call up I buy you know 10 tickets at a hundred dollars each face value yeah and then I immediately sign into my StubHub account yeah I know it's it's just a scalper and put thing. them on StubHub for two hundred dollars each. Because I know... Which is technically if, against the law in New Jersey, but I don't yeah, think it well. is in New York. So anyway, the Paul McCartney concert was sold out. So I'm figuring, well... Yeah. You know, who knows uh, how much longer he's yeah, going to be, be. dead. Yeah. Dead. yeah, exactly. So I figure, you know, why not splurge, okay. get Paul McCartney tickets, see him one last time. All right. And the tickets were like two something each. Isn't it this? Isn't it like next week? Yeah, Saturday. No. Well, there's a Saturday show and a Monday show. I picked ah. the Saturday show. So I splurged, you know, almost a thousand dollars later. What? You said <laughs> well, there were two hundred each. Two something plus uh, whatever kind of fees StubHub charges. It's not a thousand. How many tickets you buy? No, but then like paying for a bus ticket into New York and then food what? and a bus ticket. It's... Take the subway. Uh, no, because with the, the the bus is right here. It it doesn't cost the, the, the transportation costs like ten dollars. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so like six hundred dollars later. All right. I'm gonna... So you bought two tickets. Yeah. All right. And, uh, look, if you want to go on StubHub and buy a ticket, <laughs> be my guest. They, they go up to, like, $17,000. Oh, but the what? For, like, you know, the front row seats or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I was trying. I was. I was going to do it when the Rolling Stones were in um, <laughs> Newark and Brooklyn, but they were just, <laughs> just so much money. Exactly. So oh in- instead God. of buying front row seats, I bought pretty much back row seats. So were you on the floor? You're in the upper no, deck. No, no, the, the, uh, up. Oh, see, so you're you're like. So are you in the the regular? first level of the arena, or you're in the, the I nosebleeds? I, I don't know. I'm probably sitting inside a vent or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh... But anyway, I'm going to get to see Paul McCartney again uh... one last time. Uh... What, are we, what are you talking about? I There's tickets on here for $100. Yeah, I know, but those are ju- th- those are behind the stage. How are you supposed to see anything? Oh, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're like all. Well, not all of these. They're no, all the way like diagonally them. behind the stage. Uh, not all of them. Uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Oh my god! But you see how high the price goes. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not surprised by this at all. I still think we should have went when he was in City Field because that was the baseball well, stadium and there were many more seats. Yeah, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. Well, you didn't want to pay. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I would have I would have paid for it. I don't care. Oh, all right. <laughs> Next no, time. I was going to pay for you. Oh. I would pay for me. <laughs> so anyway, this concert. Well, first of all, you know, this guy tours every year. I know, but like I'm saying, he's gonna be 71 this month. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't see him retiring anytime soon. But not retiring, see. but yeah, I know. Retiring. <laughs> Who not? No, I, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Anything else? What about the dead people? Yes, celebrity death. Real fast, it's very fast. All right, celebrity death. We're only doing people. We're just doing two of them, not doing all these people. Okay. Yes. Oh well, we'll do three. All right. Uh, first of all, we've got um, uh, the guy from Crisscross. Chris Kelly. Yeah. Age thirty-four. Let's see. I'll, 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 wow, I'll, he's he was three days older than me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, all right, I'll do it properly. Born August 11th, 1978. Yeah. Like a 78 record. Died May 1st, 2013, 34 years old, of a drug overdose. Yeah. Member of the uh, 1990s rap duo, Criss Cross... Known for wearing their clothes backwards. Yes. Chris Kelly. They basically had one song. Which is the jump, jump jump song. Chris Cross will make you jump. Stupid. Uh, Stupid gimmick from a stupid group. Yeah. And now speak of another group. uh, From the Doors. Yes. Who? Ray, what's his name? Manzarek. Yeah, Ray Manzarek. Born February 12th, 1939. Wow. Hmm. Died May 20th, 2013, 74 years old. Died of cancer. 
keyboard player for the Doors, yes. Ray Ray Manzarek. And then uh, last but not least, from uh, All in the Family, ah, oh. Archie. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get up. Right. You think Archie? Eat it, you think back. Born January 19th, 1923. Yeah. Died May 31st, 2013. 90 years old. 90. She's Stan Lee's age. Yeah. Uh, Edith from the TV show All in the Family, Gene Stapleton. Dead. And real fast, can let's let's do the last line of the song. <laughs> you, you're Edith. <laughs> All right. No, no Uh, what about um? No, that's it. The NASCAR driver. No, who cares? You. I don't. I don't. I thought you. No, you don't like the him. stupid Dick Trickle. He, he was a. He wasn't even. He was no good. And and. Uh. He because of his name, Sports Center kept mentioning him. <laughs> Is that his real name? Yeah, it was his real name. That and he smoked cigarettes in the car. Mister Trickle. Yeah, he killed himself. Yeah. Uh, what about the author of Mighty Joe Young and Clash of the Titans? I don't know who that is. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. No care. <laughs> wait, I miss. I misread that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an idiot. He did this. He did the stop motion animation in the movie oh. Mighty Joe Young and Clash of the Titans. Oh Ray God. Harryhausen, ninety-two years old. All right. Well, there you go. Is that it? Unless you had something else, I think. Oh wait, where's my phone? I had one other thing. Weren't we talking about Norm... Remember the Norm MacDonald show on YouTube? Yeah, I watch it all the time. It's great. And you you had mentioned something in a recent episode about something related to Larry King. Yeah, he had Larry King on there. On his on the YouTube show. Yeah. Do you remember on Saturday Night Live, Norm yeah, MacDonald... Yeah, imitate him. Yeah, he used to do Larry King. Yeah, Larry King's like, You did the best me! Uh... Uh, all right. Two other things, really quick. Oh, but don't just the thing. What? Think of it all of a sudden. No, actually, I have a few things, but I'm gonna go super oh rapid God. fire. Super rapid fire. Go to somethingstore.com. Somethingstore.com. Okay. This is a website where you make an account. You pay ten dollars. I'm already not interested. Hold on. No, I'm not. I'm not saying to do it. I'm describing it. Somethingstore.com. You pay ten dollars, and you say, "Ship me something." Yeah. You don't know what it is, and however I'm... many days later, a package arrives at your door, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I got something from Somethingstore.com," oh <laughs> and you open it up, and you see what it is that they decided uh... to ship you. Could be, oh it could be. Look, it could be a remote control car. It could be a spoon. It could be a scarf. It could be. It could be a robot. It could, <laughs> it could be a robot. It could be nothing. 
absolutely nothing. nothing. Well, that's bad. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. Uh, next. <laughs> I have another concert review. Yeah. So, in Philadelphia, yeah. this was... Uh, let me get the date here. Did you went to the concert? Yes. Uh, this was at the Trocadero Theater. Okay. Uh, what day? Anyway, it was in no, not not June nineteen ninety two. Oh, May fifth. That no, was no, recent. No, 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 no. Yeah, May fifth. This was uh, Sunday, May fifth, twenty thirteen. <sighs> Philadelphia Trocadero Theater. The Breeders reunited. <laughs> And they did a 20-year anniversary little tour of, uh, of performing their album Last Splash oh from boy. the 1990s. Yeah. Oh, this is the one with Tanya Donnelly. That, uh... Uh, well, she, she wasn't there, but it was oh. Kim Deal, Kelly Deal, uh, Josephine Wiggs, and the, the drummer. I forget his name. but Would they have done a song I've heard of? Cannonball. Cannonball? You know it. Trust me. <laughs> Barely. Trust me. You know it. Um, so the album came out in 1993. Like the Cannonball 20, Run? No, well, yeah. 20 years later, 2013, they reunited. They performed. They got up on stage and they performed the whole album back to back. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and it was really, you know, I, 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 uh, it was it was great seeing them perform. I had never seen them perform before, so it was great getting to do that. But whoever is doing the sound at the Trocadero Theater in Philadelphia is terrible, <laughs> because basically they just turned every single thing up to max volume oh, ten. Boy. It was just this distorted, jumbled mess. My, so, ear, my ears literally were, like, crackling for the next three days, I swear to God. So it was like when uh, you saw They Might Be Giants <laughs> at a stereo car stereo show, and they couldn't play over the car stereo music. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, otherwise it was really good. I'm glad I went. Uh, yeah. Again, episode 218, Chiller Theater. I was looking through the program that we got from the Chiller Theater, and I noticed that yeah. they spelled Denny Lane's name wrong in the program. Oh, well. They spelled it Danny Lane. Ah. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, so supposedly, Ashton... Well, not supposedly. For real, Ashton Kutcher played Steve Jobs in a Steve <laughs> Jobs biography movie. Uh, hasn't come out yet. It was supposed to come out, and then it got so panned by the critics <laughs> at the film <laughs> festival that they haven't released it yet. Uh, but in order to outdo that that unintentionally funny movie, yeah. unintentionally funny, uh, Funny or Die made their own Steve Jobs movie starring <laughs> Justin Long as Steve Jobs. Uh... <laughs> and the guy from the 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 overweight is he the Mac guy anyway? Yeah, and the overweight guy with the long crazy hair from Lost. Oh, um, 
Jorge, uh, yeah. I think is his name. He plays Steve Wozniak, <laughs> and it's really funny because if you know the history of computers and the history of Apple and like and all the little like behind the scenes stories, it's yeah. funny because they purposely get the stories a little bit wrong, <laughs> and it's the way they did. It's very silly. Um, so I was so go to funnierdie.com and watch the Apple uh, uh, Justin Long movie. It's called I Jobs. Um, another thing that has kind of like the retro gaming community a little uh, whatever is um, is uh, the, the the classic Super Nintendo role playing game Earthbound. Yeah. Supposedly is coming to the Wii U Virtual Console later this year. Aren't they also doing uh, uh, some kind of sequel to Zelda A Link to the Past on 3DS? Yes. But the reason why this uh, Earthbound being released on the Wii U Virtual Console later this year is causing a little bit of a a controversy or or whatever. Not, Not controversy, but whatever. Um, on the forums is because the game cartridge of Earthbound, for whatever reason, like, if I decide, like, hey, I used to have Earthbound growing up, you know, it's it's 2013, I have a Super Nintendo still, let me go on eBay and buy a copy of Earthbound and, and, and play it, it's been so long. Oh my god, these things cost $300 for an Earthbound cart? It's, the, the prices have gone completely berserk. Wait a minute. So who's screaming? You? No, 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 no. So, so the 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 question is. Oh. People on the on the gaming message boards are like, well, now wait a minute. If Nintendo releases this on the Virtual Console, and everyone who has a Wii U can just download this thing for, you know, t- ten bucks or whatever. Hmm. Um, because it will be so readily available. Mm. Will that drive the prices of the cartridges back down to a reasonable price? And then, no. it, and then, yeah. So everyone's arguing back and forth. No, it's still a collector's item. No, it isn't. It's they made millions of them. It should be only thirty dollars. So whatever. So that's interesting. Uh, well, it is a bit. Um, it's not like Chrono Trigger, which is even more expensive and um, rarer. But I mean, it is pretty rare. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, Esteban. Yes. He he posted on Facebook that uh, apparently somebody for the Wii U is making an Esteban and the Seven Cities of Gold game. <laughs> no. Yes. What? Does he know what that is? The, yeah, the he, he's the one that posted it. <laughs> he's like, pretty soon there'll be a, a game for all Estebans. <laughs> he gets his own. They should contact him to do the voices. Um, and then my last thing is, what episode was it where we talked about, um, uh, it was episode 216, where you were telling me about McDonald's, there was like Nintendo 64 and GameCube game kiosks set up there. So then down the street, well, I shouldn't say down the street, but fairly, you know, within the area, there is a Grimaldi's pizzeria, like an Italian restaurant. And it's a restaurant, so um, I was getting some takeout 
games on the TV. There was a TV at the end of the bar and like on the wall. And I'm like, what? Why is there like old NES? Like, what is this? And I go over there, and at some point, someone at Grimaldi set up a table, put a big LCD TV on the wall, and there's a Nintendo 64, there's a PlayStation 2, there's a GameCube, there's a Dreamcast, uh, a Nintendo, and like just all these discs and cartridges, like scattered all over the table and controllers so it's like the yestercades yeah so if you go to grimaldi's and clifton you can play whatever old video game you want pretty much for free like you can literally just walk in sit on the couch and just play old video games i may have to do that (laughs) you know they maybe they weren't in the greatest condition but still pretty cool the end yes So remember how in one of the previous episodes I talked about there was a there was a symbiotic organiz, organism living inside of me, which was communicating with me. Well, you said sort that, of like on you, Star Trek. You said there was a possibility. You said it, it was either that or a broken rib. Yes. So I discovered that it is in fact another organism of a higher intelligence, and I've communicated with it, and I've been able to establish a rapport. And essentially, the organism is absolutely fine under all conditions but one. It has just one demand. Do you know what that demand is? I do not. No Jim Morrison. Mm, That's a good demand. This thing hates the Doors music so bad that if it hears it, it will cause me excruciating pain. Really? Yes. Excruciating wow. pain. And now, well, I'm mu- going to I show must, you. I must have that organism living inside of me, too. Because Well, here it goes. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm in excruciating pain. Damn oh it. man. Jim Morrison, hate him. Wow. Hate the doors, hate them. Wow. What if we played the doors music to a hobo? What would his reaction be? Take it away, Rob. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't Oh, you trying to kill us? That's enough of that. Come on.